In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, Sexpectations, Where We Go Wrong. I could probably do a lot of information on this one. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. The Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the Q Dog, in a remote studio. I almost said the Moran Family Studio. In a remote studio uh, called The Dungeon, thanks to physicaljunkiesports.com. So, a shout out to our great friend PJ. And in the studio is my lovely wife. Hi. And then producer Ashley, which you never have a microphone. I'm not feeling good about that. She does wave, though. She does wave. <laughs> and uh, coming up in some future episodes in short order, I don't know that she'll want to be on camera, but the podcast goes video, like actual videos of us, you and me. Yay. Hey, honey, you're going to dress it up. You're going you're gonna to make up for all my misgivings that are visual <laughs> when you look at me. Okay, let's get into this. Um, sexpectations, uh, where we go wrong. Um, I guess I could have said how we screw it up, how we assume the wrong thing about our partner, no matter how long we've been married, because there's always this Well, lingering... I know you. Yeah, right. And I know what you think. And um, Do you, though? I, you know, I actually resolved uh, it within myself to take all those uh, Jedi mind reading apparatuses and return them to Walmart because none of them work. Uh, good idea. Thank you. The force is strong with you. Okay. Well. And so is the sass. <laughs> and so is that. Hey. Uh -huh, keep going. <laughs> okay. All right. So why don't you uh, help us get into this and uh, we're just kind of continuing on to button up. Um this needs circuit that we've been on that I think has been very valuable. So this is going to be the final on the expectations for now. I'm sure we'll be back into this particular topic later on down the line, but um, we've been talking about discussing your sex life with your spouse, your needs, your wants, um, looking into things that maybe are a little outside your ordinary box. Um, you know, we've <laughs> stop. We've talked about, um, you know, your past hurts, the way you've grown up, the things that you've learned, how you learned about sex, how you've discussed sex over time. These are not easy conversations. And how we go wrong is in those conversations. The biggest thing I think I've found so far has been we get hung up on normal. And we discussed this a few episodes ago. There is no normal in a sex life except what is normal in your sex life with your spouse. Yeah, like it's whatever you create is going to be the norm for your relationship. It's not necessarily, you know, your parents, um, the people you grew up around, your best friends. That's not really what sets the tone for what's normal for you. And it's really odd to me that... You can be so intimate with somebody, but yet there are still places or things that you feel uncomfortable talking about. I mean, vulnerability is being completely naked in front of another person, in my opinion. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, 
obviously we've been intimate. We have kids. We've had arguments completely naked just so that the argument stays in the room because you're less likely to run away when you're not wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a number of reasons. We've had some, you know, serious discussions too. And uh, just being open and vulnerable. But it goes to show you that you still need to set up um so you have to have some kind of construct where you can say look i don't know how to talk about this you know we have the whole say it ugly clean it up mentality but this is what i'm interested in and i don't know how to say it what do you think and then you go you know close your eyes and you wait you're like okay here comes the hammer yeah and the one conversation that we had that broke this whole situation loose was on our way up to Big Bear and we just had plenty of time to talk on the drive which is where we get a lot of business done um and it was like well no I never I never thought this way well I thought you would think this or because of your background I thought you would think that or because we've seen something you know in a movie or GOT or something we were both like "Eh." but then later on it was like hey wait a minute let's have a discussion about this but the problem comes up that it, let's just be straight. If you're thinking about your parents and what you learned from them and you're contemplating sex with your spouse, these two things should never mix. Yeah. Come this on. is just a bad scenario. Um, you know, a lot of times I find in um, groups of people that I'm talking with, it's not as odd to think outside the box or to try new things or do new things, but they're all saying the same thing. I'm scared to ask, or I'm afraid to say because it's not normal. Or what if he thinks this, or what if she doesn't like, and it's like, but how do you know if you don't ask? Correct. You know, we tell our kids all the time, you never know unless you ask. And the worst that can happen is somebody says no. Okay. So the answer is no, but it could be a no like never, ever hard limit, or it could be a not now. Quincy and I have had several places where we're like, this intrigues me or interests me, but I need to think about it. You know, I, I do this, this is going to put me out there a little bit. I went and got a piercing done. I researched for two years before I went and got my piercing because I wanted to know everything I could find. Is it going to cause problems for me? Is it really, I got it because I wanted it to, um, enhance our sexual experience. I wanted to know because of, I nursed our kids for years and a lot of sensation has changed over the, the course of having multiples and, um, a lot of nerve damage and things that happened in those pregnancies that, mm-hmm. that we weren't aware were going to happen. But I also nursed every single child. Yes. Twins and triplets for a year minimum. So for seven years straight, I was a milk machine. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went researching these piercings because I wanted to know everybody that I had talked to said that they got it for one of two reasons. One, it made them feel sexy and it was kind of a, not a rebellious, but just an act of nobody knows about this, but you and me. So it's kind of that undercover. Obviously that's not the case now. Mm. Um, but I don't care. I'm not ashamed of it, so it doesn't matter. And no, I'm not showing you, so don't send me an email and ask. Um, and the other was it enhanced their sensation, which enhanced their sexual experience. Yeah. That's what I was going after. But if I hadn't done, I mean, it took me two years to research it. It took me a year to tell him I was interested. It took me two years to get to the point where I finally said, 
okay, I've got the balls to do this. I'm pulling the trigger. We're going to go do it. And I didn't even tell him until after I literally sent him a text that said, I did a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I told him what I did. But if you don't take the time to at least put the discussion out there and then research, Quincy and I are constantly buying books, listening to podcasts, finding resources that help us learn more and then say, okay, we're ready to take this step and and try these things together. Mm -hmm. But without having that information or having that availability to resource, it's like you're just closed-minded and you kind of shut off. As soon as you hear no, you stop. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into assuming because you're having a full two-sided conversation with somebody who's not there. And that is the number two issue that we ran into is making an assumption on what your spouse may think or feel or say when you bring up this topic of whatever it is that you want in your need. Yeah, and Jeannie, you know, had certain assumptions about me because, you know, I was a, a church boy and uh, very rigid in my faith at the time. And so I could understand you having reservations about talking to me about some of the things in our sex life. Um, we've made it very clear that there's one thing that uh, we don't do, and that's we don't invite partners in to our relationship. It's us. We're monogamous, and that's the way it is. But trying other things, it's kind of open. Um, it's kind of opened the door for us and looking at what we what we want to build in our relationship because the longer you do something the better you're going to get at it if you're doing it with intention well and okay so again this is just kind of putting us out there but if i don't put us out there then we're not really helping you so quincy and i have gone so far as you know oral sex is a conversation in marriage we've purchased books that teach you different techniques. No, I'm not, I'm not watching the videos. I have some places do have videos. Kim Amani is, is one of those, but, um, I don't go into those videos so much, but I do read the books The the, the information we found out wasn't just technique on what to do for your partner, but there's a lot of information that we learned about our own bodies and how things are connected and how, why this feels the way it feels. And, you know, some of the things were the health benefits of certain actions that you can do with each other, not just orally, but just in massage or in physical touch, Mm -hmm. things that you could do to relieve stress in areas that I, dude, when she said you carry a lot of your stress in your ass, I, I thought that was a joke. Like, okay, you know, we're always joking about getting your ass chewed. It was a (laughs) joke. She's freaking serious about the, um, the way the body and the anatomy works. And some of the other books that I've read, they all agree with this. You hold everything in your gut and your gut is attached to your lower part of your body. So where are you holding all of this? Yeah. And the sexual release relieves some of that tension and allows your body to vacate some of that, um, the endorphins and things that you need to relax. It's not just about whether or not it's a taboo subject or whether or not you do or don't want to um, do these things with your spouse, what are the benefits? It's not just the sexual benefits. There are a lot of other benefits to this particular connection, the spiritual connection, the mental and emotional connection. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. Well, that's, I, I would assume, and I'm here, I'm talking about don't assume, but I would assume that that is why they call it your sexual health. Yes. Because it goes a long way 
you know, to work on your, on your whole body, on your mental status, Mm -hmm. you know, being a man of faith, there's something to connecting. There's something that draws you closer together with intimacy. And there are things that your body does to ward off stress or relief stress. And we talked about this before. If I'm going too long without sex and I'm have a lot of stress, I'm a freaking animal. And, you know, you could tell the difference, but when you get that connection and it leads to a release, I can, I can handle stress and frustration a whole lot differently. Well, because that connection between you and I means you and I are okay because if we're not okay, we're not having sex. Yeah. That's, that's just a given. And I'm assuming in most people's marriage, I know I assumed, but yeah, yeah. stop assuming who does that crap. (laughs) You like my ass. Shut up. Um, so, but for us, that's one of those areas, even for me, if I'm struggling and, and I'm, you know, I, I get these moments where I'm kind of down on myself and my, my situation and where I'm going Mm -hmm. and I, I can't get past my own funk. That's when I need the sexual connection because as long as that part of me is still working and attractive and that connection is there, then whatever's going on in my head doesn't make any sense because you just negated all of those thoughts Mm. because I'm still whole and I'm still what you want. And we're still having that, that connection, that part of me, which is the, the grounding part between us, it works. The third one is not believing or not talking to your spouse. Now here's the deal. not taking your spouse seriously. Um, I'm going to call her Jill just because this is how we do things here. We don't like to put people on the spot. Mm -hmm. I, there's someone I was talking to and, um, she's interested in trying something different with her spouse. She put it out there for a group. We all kind of answered. He did not think she was serious. He thought she was just wanting to try this because it was in one of her books and it sounded interesting but it's not who you are. You're not that person. You are not a adventurous or risque type person. That to me, you, you just crushed her completely because what if she wants to be that adventurous person? What if that's something she's trying to work on and she just hasn't come out and told you yet, I'm working on this? Well, I mean, the, a response like that could be a husband being insecure about something too. True. And just kind of projecting it back on his wife. Um because I've, I've had some of those issues and I, I, the best advice that I can give you man to man is, you know, ask your wife to listen to this particular episode and know that, you know, um, once she listens to it, you're going to be speaking the same language in a sense, because I would say, you know, once she, she does that, let's have a sex expectations conversation. Let's set some uh, rules for the discussion. Rules of engagement are necessary. So the terms and conditions make you feel comfortable to share your feelings, your wants, your desires, whatever it is. And if it is off-putting or shocking or whatever it is, at least your spouse will give you a soft place to land. Well, and you have the ability to say, because Quincy and I have had this conversation actually, where it's like, okay, that kind of caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. that was not what I was expecting you to say. Um, you may need a minute or a, a day or two to process through, but the biggest thing that Quincy and I have made it a rule to do, especially in these types of talks is what is it about this 
that intrigues you? What brought you to this conclusion that you want to try this? I'm not saying no. I'm just trying to understand what are, what is it that you're getting out of this? Is this just for sexual fulfillment? Is this to see if there's another need like relieving stress? Is this just to see if we can spice things up? We ask questions constantly and it, and you can't do it in a way like, well, what the hell is wrong with you? Why do you think you need this? That That's not what we do. We leave right. the soft place to land and the vulnerability in place and make sure that we're both comfortable. And sometimes it takes a few minutes to talk through it. Sometimes it takes a minute to be able to get the words out. Be patient. Guys, how would you like the opportunity to have a Zoom meeting with me, the Q-Dog, and my wife, Jeannie? That's right, a 30-minute Zoom meeting you can have if you go over to manversusmarriagepodcast.com, become a subscriber. That will enter your name in for a chance to win this exciting contest. Now listen, if you got a homeboy who listens, or maybe he doesn't listen, send him over to manversusmarriagepodcast.com, have him become a subscriber, and that will enter him to win. Then he sends me an email at coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com and guess what that will enter you another time there is no limit to how many times you can be entered so go there now to manversusmarriagepodcast.com become a subscriber have your friends do the same and alert me via email and you could win the MVSM meet and greet via Zoom with Quincy and Jeannie from Man vs. Marriage the podcast that's right I'll see you there. Go get it done. Don't be a slacker. Get to work. Q-Dog is out. Look, dude, some things are just built out of insecurities. I'm not Deuce Bigelow, the male gigolo. So, you know, I'm not rocking Python status or whatever. So some of the things that are mentioned, it's like, oh, dude, physically, I don't even know if I can do that so what do you do is you kind of project back and it's like nah that's kind of a dumb idea but that's nothing I ever wanted to do uh, with Jeannie so as we talk about these different things that um, happen in our sex life now it's like okay like she said before I don't know how to say this you know we give you the tool of say it, say it ugly. ugly and we'll clean it up but I want to try this and I want to know, what do you think? Now, because I was so religious in my background and she made some assumptions, when she started talking to me about some of these things, I was like, yeah, I'm down. Let's go for it. I'm in. I mean, you're my only sex partner. And, uh, you know, we might as well experiment together. Uh, you know, I, because, I mean, when I'm looking at it, it's like I want our sexual health to be as peak and as sharp as possible. Um, I want it for more than just the orgasmic benefits. I want it for the connection, mm -hmm. the deep, intimate connection that we have. And if there's something that's, you know, a lot of these things we can't do at the house. We have to do them 
you know, when we go away for the weekend. Now there have been times when some freaking moron is knocking on the door at one thirty in the morning for me to sign paperwork. So or you some can't kid who's knocking on your door because they forgot it's date night. Well, I'm saying when we go <laughs> yeah. away, to, you know, to a hotel. Yeah. But you want you what you want to cultivate if you have the mindset that we do is a place where you can share uh, your feelings and what your wants and desires are. And it's okay with your spouse. And you have to be okay with saying, with hearing, "Mm, that's a little much for me now. Let me think about it. Now, I'm not giving you permission to say, you know, honey, uh, Quincy said that we need to have a expectations conversation and I'm looking to build a harem and I want 10 or 15 women to uh, enter the bedroom with us. Watch for the shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, and you might deserve that. Um, I'm not giving you permission to do that. What I am doing is saying that there's a place and time where you want to have these conversations so that you know your wife's heart, she knows your heart, and you know what direction your sex life is going. Because sex is pivotal in a strong marriage. It's it's more than the glue. It's pivotal. You want You want to build and maintain a strong creative sex life because you know it wasn't but a few what a, a month ago now i would say it's like okay we're both we're having sex we're both making the mark but we're kind of stuck in a routine and we haven't noticed it until this moment and the only reason we noticed it is because my need wasn't being met that's and not it, the only reason i noticed it well, i noticed it because of their there, there was, was a, a disconnect there was a hiccup in the in yeah. our connection and i'm like wait this is not right but it took us having to have a hard conversation to go, why, why is that? Now, I've got to back up because you said, you guys, you have insecurities when women mention things. Um, we're not the only ones who bring this stuff up. <laughs> but on top of that, you're not the only one with insecurities. Now, keep in mind, we've told you there are things from your past that might be hindering where you're going in these conversations or where you're going in your sex life. Quincy was a very large man when we first got married. Yeah, large in and body, not large in... No. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I was 115 pounds, five foot four, to his 5'10", what, 360? No, I think when we got married, I had kind of trimmed it down to like 320, 330. And you know, then I got leaned out, as we you know did pregnancies and stuff, his weight fluctuated, my weight fluctuated. There were some issues and some major insecurities with body changes and you know, kids and not sleeping and just all those different things. Those things still come up in my thought process because the insecurities that he had then, although we've worked through them, sometimes they pop up. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very cautious. One thing I've never done in our marriage and I made it a point. I, I don't know when I did it, but I know in the very, very beginning of us dating, I heard the way he critiques himself and gets down on himself and I heard other people do it and it pisses me off so I made a commitment and a vow to myself I would never ever tell you well you're just too big or give you any body shaming of any sort because I knew coming from me that's a knife that's a huge knife and I refuse to cross that line I I would say with what we've built now you could, if, if I put weight on or, or you know, when it I was, could say something now, but I'm saying back in the beginning when, yeah. when I knew this was 
how big this was for you as an insecurity. I made it a point not to take those shots. I do make comments to him here and there, mostly just because with all your medical stuff, it's like, okay, wait, something's off about you. And I'm always on guard to make sure that you're okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, overprotective in the mama and the wife thing. But when I go to tell him things, if I want to try something sexually, I have to battle past those thoughts. Is he going to be insecure about this? Is this going to um, upset him? Is this going to be something that he's going to think, you know, negatively about himself? And I replay things in my head on how am I going to approach this? Mm. Sometimes, now here comes number four, because this is the biggest one. Do not lie and do not hide your needs. I did this for a long time and didn't realize I did it until we finally started experimenting with things. It was like, dude, I should have told you this a long time ago. Yeah. But I knew your insecurities. On the flip side, guys, we have our own securities. Our, our own insecurities about our weight, our body. I have scars from pregnancy that he doesn't mind. I do. There are things about myself that I'm not confident in that don't quite feel the same as they did before children. And I have issues with that. These are not things that are spoken. These are not things that are discussed. These are my own issues that I'm dealing with. We are starting to discuss them Mm -hmm. because they play into where we're at now. These are needs and things we want to experiment with. Okay, you need to know that this may be an issue for me because of how my body responds to this. Telling him I wanted to get my nipples pierced was like, why? why? Why would you want to do that? And he wasn't upset about it. It was an actual question. What is it you're seeking? Because his first thought was, am I not doing something right? When we, when we had the conversation, I remember him telling me, am I not doing this right? Am I, am I hurting you? Is this not okay? Like, how do we fix what's going on? Yeah, it's, it's, it was a t- the typical thing you do is, is yeah. this has to be about me. And it's it, like, it's not about me, but it's it about wasn't. her. But it wasn't. It was nothing he did. It was something that I started noticing. And I just, I, I instantly went to, can I fix this? Well, and when you told me, you know, what it does, it was like, freaking do it. I I, I have, I have no problems, you know, but you, you want to, you want to be able to discuss these things. My thing, you know, with being overweight, losing weight, having, you know, a bunch of extra skin and looking at you, you've always been supermodel status to me. So the, the thought that you could be insecure about something. And I know your body changed. I know your, you know, your, your, your boobs and things like that have changed, but it was child, you know, birth driven. I, I look at you and it's like, yeah, you're freaking smoking hot. How could you have any insecurity? So it really, it blew my mind when you told me about insecurities you have. Cause I look at you and it's like, yeah, but here's the thing. You're assuming. <laughs> I know, I but, did. Uh, but that's that's what I'm trying to say is I still have those moments where, you know, I wanting to say something or tell you I need something and not knowing how to say it, I just decided a, a while back, I don't do this now. There are some things that I still struggle to get through in conversation, but um, I've learned I used to hide it and just not tell you I need this from you. Um, I used to... In a way, I guess it's lying because I was hiding the fact that I needed something and I wasn't asking for it. I was asking and, for and it. And there's nobody else that can take care of those things for yeah. me but you. 
So I just threw it on the back burner like I did everything else. And we'll, we'll get there. If we get to it, we get to it. But now in the place that we're at, there are still things that um, interest me, but I'm not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. So we haven't really had the discussion. It's kind of been brushed over and that's fine. I'm not ready yet and that's okay. Yeah. But when I am ready, I know that you and I have the ability to sit down and say, okay, I need to ask you about something and it's going to come out kind of ugly because I'm not really sure what your thoughts are going to be on this. Well, I think it, at some point we'll move past that. And when I say... We might, but it's still one of those things I need. Yeah, I, <laughs> I still need it too. Um, when I say I was asking, you know, that was my, my point for so long was just give me the playbook. Talk now, to me. if you reverse the role, I couldn't come out and say some of the things I wanted. So I was just as guilty of you know, hiding some of these things because I, I, I assumed that they were going to be off limits. But then when we started speaking, we started engaging, we started sharing ideas and, we, and it's like, Oh, well, what about, what about, what about, what about? And it's like, Oh, this, this is free. This feels, it feels good to be able to discuss it and for you not to think I'm a dirt bag and vice versa. Well, and it helped it really helped us when we went to the one marriage conference because again, I'm not a church goey kind of person. You all know this by now and I have nothing against it, but being in a church and having a married couple, the man himself stand up there and say, okay, we're talking about sex. Y'all need to do, try this, try this, try this experiment with these things. I mean, he brought freaking toys onto the stage and showed us Mm -hmm. stuff. And I was looking at Quincy like, holy crap, somebody just gave me permission in the holiest of holies that we can do this stuff. (laughs) And it's not dirty. And it's not looked at as, you know, horrifying or, oh my God. And on the flip side, most of the places that, that we had looked before, I had looked before. It was either the typical missionary status of married life, boring mm-hmm. and or it was when you cross this line now you're crossing into um how do i put it like getting risque and becoming um too sexually involved and maybe you're yeah. going to put yourself into these places where you know now you're going to be addicted to it i'm okay with being addicted with sex with my husband I don't think that this is a problem. I don't yeah. know any married man who would have a problem with his wife being addicted to sex with him. If you have this issue, um, that's a whole other topic and we definitely need to get you a coach. Yeah, well, but I, I don't have a problem with it. I'm, I mean, to, for the record. I, I didn't figure you would. But I didn't know where the fine line was. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle because it's like, what can I ask for mm-hmm. and what's too much? Well, if you don't have the conversation, how are you going to find out? I mean, so when it comes to like, you know, women, um, do you suggest that they kind of trickle it out or how, what, what tips can you give to say, you know, here's 35 things that I'm interested in and I want to try that could be overwhelming. So do you start off slow and allow I started it- off by shocking the hell out of you is what I did. Um, I, I started off with when we went away somewhere we would do something different or I would take a new lingerie that maybe was a little outside our, our normal lifestyle at home. Or, um, 
you know, we would discuss things in the car on the way to where we were going because we knew we were going to be by ourselves. So Mm -hmm. anything is fair game when we're alone. But we started having conversations about, um, first it was the, the ones that we listened to with the one marriage and we do it slow. It's like, okay, I need you to try touching me differently. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you heard something and you want to know if I'd be okay with you trying this to see if it helps me. I do a lot of research. I check things out because there are a lot of times where, um, and this is based on what I learned in the household I grew up in, not necessarily people that have counseled us, but um, hearing that people were telling my mom that you have to give him whatever he wants sexually that's not how this works. But at the same time, if you're in the marriage and you're both in agreement in the marriage, I want to give you what you want Mm -hmm. and you want to give me what I want. It's not a, I have to, you got to get past the, I have to do this. Well, yeah, there's a ulterior motive that you know goes along with the rest of that. And it's not a tit for tat. Yeah. It's, there's an ulterior motive based on what I know that would go along with that philosophy, which is you have to give him what he wants. So he doesn't go somewhere else to get it. And that's, I mean, that's, that's playing survival mode. That's not winning. No. And for us, we came to the place of, um, I think I just got more comfortable as we got, we got more comfortable in our vulnerable spot in our safe place. It was easy for me to say, okay, I I need to ask you this or (laughs) we have a tendency to ask, as we're getting into things, because you're already kind of there, number one. Number two, this is as vulnerable as we're going to get. Mm-hmm. And since we're already here, you know, you want to try this? <laughs> want to give it a go? Or we've both been really good at just doing something different. Quincy's really good at changing something up really fast. It's like, whoa, 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 wait, what is, what are we doing? Talk about shocking. But at the same time, I mean, there, there it's not, I'm not saying like he's, hurting me or anything like that it's just wait what was that because that was kind of interesting and the conversation takes place after yeah because then it's how did you like that did you notice did you and yeah of course i noticed things changed everything changes and he knows oh well that works (laughs) but if you don't i mean for the longest time i didn't make noise i didn't talk make more noise Make more noise. Anyway. It's insecurity though, but I under, I understand. But that's the thing. You needed that and it took a while for you to ask me for that. Yeah, that's true. And now I need that because I have to be able to tell you what works and what doesn't. Yeah, and you and just to give you the freedom to express yourself in the moment. This this is why we're saying this is where we get into trouble. You need to have these four bases covered. You need to have this conversation so that you do have that open ability to say this is working, this is not working, and not hurt each other and if something doesn't work the first time take a step back take a deep breath and reconsider trying it again at some point or why it doesn't work because a lot of times it's in our head or in the circumstances surrounding us i want to go back to a comment you made earlier before we wrap this up where you said do not email me and request pictures of nipple rings and i agree with that but we do want you to email us and we've kind of made it a little bit We've made it a little bit easier for you to reach out to us. You know, our former, our current email address is coach at man versus marriage podcast.com. But I wanted to make it easier uh, for you to reach out to us individually. 
So after talking with my producer, Ashley, we've come up with a couple more email addresses that might make you feel more comfortable to share some things. And so we have Jeannie, which we will put these in the show notes. Jeannie, which is J-E-A-N-N-E at mvsmpodcast.com. And then we got Quincy, Q-U-I-N-C-Y, at mvsmpodcast.com. So that's mvsm, which is man versus marriage, podcast.com. Use those email addresses, okay? Those are, are some that maybe you feel more comfortable emailing Jeannie about a, a question. Good. Send her a message. Do not request pictures of nipple rings or you and I are going to have a problem, bro. Um, you and them. Yeah, me and them. I, now you're probably going to get 50 emails that are say that say I can guarantee you two people I know if they listen to this are going to do it just because they're because it's they're turds yeah. but yeah and then uh, <laughs> if you want to if you want if you feel more comfortable asking you know um, myself a question without getting Jeannie in the mix I respect that um, either way just email Quincy at mvsmpodcast.com and the the email coach at man versus marriage podcast.com does not go away. It is still there for your emailing pleasure. Okay, I think we're all good on this one. Guys, we're going to wrap up this series. We will, obviously, Quincy and I always talk about sex, so you know it's going to come back around. Um, but we are moving in a new direction at the moment, and this kind of closes out that particular series. Hopefully it helps you. If you have questions or you need any help with this, by all means, I'm not an expert, but we don't mind putting ourselves out there to try and help as best we can. Yeah. And I would say you are an expert because you are in our marriage and so am I. I'm an expert on us. Um, that's all we need. That's all we're axing. All right, guys. That is it for this episode of Sexpectations, Where We Go Wrong. For producer Ashley, for my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran, I'm the Q Diggity Dog. And this is Man Versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.